Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You fed up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. He's got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. (laughs) Well, hello there to you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Doug, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Happy Friday, boys. Let's get into another fantastic weekend of Charger football. (laughs) that's right and let's not forget Kyle the coach Duggan what is up guys (laughs) (laughs) beat you again Kyle oh brother well folks just have to do the cliche YouTube intro sometimes you know (laughs) every now and then well, that's that's the that's the reserve you got to go back to that if you don't have anything too funny lined up just go to the what is up um (laughs) All right, folks. Well, it is Friday, and there is lots to talk about. Uh, I'm still riding off the high. I keep popping on YouTube, just watching people break down that game, just going like, how crazy was this game? Like, it's still, it takes a few days, folks, to really wrap your head around how wild of a game that was and really come down off the high. Uh, but we want to start off this episode talking about what everybody's talking about right now as far as the Charger. Uh, unit the 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 whole entirety of it because our leader right now Brandon Staley, uh, came out and really just made it, the guy has never said a bad thing. You Brandon Staley's never said something that made you go, huh? What? <laughs> Not what biting any kneecaps. Eh? I don't get uh. it. Never, never has Brandon Staley said that. The guy is just batting a thousand when it comes to responses to questions from anybody. Um, and the question was posed to him recently in regards to the John Gruden situation. Um, those of you that don't know, I don't know how you can't, uh, if you're, it was if you're watching everywhere. NFL, even the NFL Instagram repost, yeah. like posted his, his response and 
it's just it's blown absolutely it's, blown up right so uh, th- the best thing about this is that it focuses on the people that were affected right. by John Gruden's email. And there's not a single mention, really, of John Gruden. He doesn't say his name at all. Not at all. So just to for those of you that haven't heard this, uh, just to read this, uh, I think that perspective, trust in this world are really, really difficult to achieve. And I think about all the people that were affected by those emails, whether you're a person of color, whether you're a person... Uh, a gender, your sexual orientation, the people that were affected by those emails, that's who I'm thinking about. Because it's a sacred mantle for someone to call you coach or someone to call you a leader. And trust is really, really hard to achieve in this world. It's really, really challenging to achieve. And especially with people with those groups that I just mentioned, people are really guarded, all right? And they're skeptical of people because of emails like that. And I just think that you know, it kindness and lifting people up and respecting people you don't know. I just think that that's such a big part of our thing here is listening to people and learning about people. Because I think what you'll discover is that we have so much more in common than not. And I think that for someone like me, it's just incumbent upon you to set the example every single day so that people that were talked about in those emails, that they don't need to feel that way. They shouldn't feel that way. And it's hopefully all of us can learn from this, that it's about bringing people together for me so that people can become the people that they dream about. And I think that for me, leading this football team and being someone, hopefully we can be a light for those people in those emails. That's not everybody that not everybody's like that, that there's far more people that will love you than the opposite. And hopefully, this will be a chance for everybody to come together instead of go apart. God wow. bless. Off the cuff, man. This is like a right. prepared like, statement you'd read yeah, on a teleprompter. He didn't pull out a card and go, right. well, let me put yeah. my reading glasses on yeah. and he, read my yeah. prepared statement. You know, you know he knew that this question was coming, so he had time to think about it. But it was not like a verbatim. There was oh. some like, you could tell he was thinking about what he wanted to say and how he wanted to deliver it. Um, it was just, just a genuine and it just in the, like, you know, that he's a real human being that's living in the world that we're in right now right. with the way that he talked about things and how, how things are in our world. Like, that's just, this kind of thing is just not okay. And, um, it's crazy even how he brought it back to his role as a coach. Like he, some people, sometimes people get on this, on the mic and they want to make it a bigger deal than it is. And. I, I now have a platform and I'm going to get up and right. and hoorah about it. But he's like, look, I take my job as a coach really serious. What we're trying to do here in the charge organization is build relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is exactly how you don't do that. You you lose all trust uh, and respect from anyone that you encounter. And so, I don't know. I thought I I loved it. And I know people are wanting to jump on the Charger bandwagon, not well, only yeah. because of the W's, but because you no, love the guy. There's a lot of people I'm seeing on Twitter right now. And I just experiencing Twitter the last 24 hours after this came out, the amount of people that are like, hey, I'm a Chief fan. I hate you guys, but I respect the shit out of you guys now. Yeah. Like people from other fan bases are like, you know, this is what people want to hear. This right. is what people want to like be reassured that like things will get better. Things can be okay. Right. So his ability to do that and who knows what's going to happen now? Like I, I've never experienced a coach saying basically a two minute little video has kind of 
there's a little fire now. There's this new little fire right. that people want to follow us because our coach. And guess what? We have an awesome quarterback and an awesome team. So it's right. going to be even doesn't more hurt. fun for him. Yeah, right. For it sure. doesn't hurt. I, there's no coach that has been as articulate as he has in, sh- in spreading the positivity as he has in the face of what was really a, a kind of dark subject. Um, and, and an unfortunate one at that, like, you know, we joke about it as far as like, you know, of course that comes from Gruden, who's the coach of the Raiders, right. but, but you know, but it's still like at the end of the day, like there are people that are affected by things like this. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and it, it gives a bad look to football. Cause that is one of the yeah. stereotypes of football in general right. is that like, those football, are the kind of yeah, tough guy, right, locker room talk, toxic oh. masculinity. Kind right. Of those feeling. are the yeah. kind of only kind of people involved in like right. football. And that's, that's uh, especially from some of these groups that he's now singling out. Um, that, that's the way they see football and the culture that it is. And that's just not it. Like that's, that's not what we all are about. And so no. to have our coach come out and basically be the exact thinking. opposite and, and represent us, you know, like yeah. he is our, as our head coach, he represents our team organization right. and us as fans. And it's cool to have a guy that you believe in. A hundred percent. Like well, that's and what a leader does. And yeah. it's interesting too, because there's other coach, like all across the league, other coaches were asked this exact same question. And like, for example, Andy Reid said, I, I'm not going to speak on that. Right. Like just doesn't want to talk about it. Right. Absolutely. But it, it's an opportunity to say something and he just, they're, they're not taking it because it, it's right. just, it's easy, it's, it's, it's easy to say the wrong thing. It's easy to say the wrong thing. And it it's is. a lot easier to just like, let's yeah. not talk about that. I want to talk about something else. But right. Staley just took it on head on. That was it. Two minutes. We got exactly everything he, how he feels about the subject. And it's, it's awesome. He's our coach, man. It's really great. Right. Like us as fans, we're all giddy. Imagine what his players, you know, they all heard it. They all, they all got to some way, somehow they heard this speech. So to have that, they're that much more excited to go play. And like he talked about it, it's hard to develop trust in people. Right. And when he's willing to go out there and say those things, now his players trust him that much more that he's just an authentic guy. That's not scared to, to speak his mind. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We we a hundred percent love it. Go check out the video if you haven't. Um, because I mean hearing it from him, it you you just you get the you understand how genuine and yeah uh from the heart. I mean, it, his heart is obviously in in the right spot. And so for him to speak off the cuff or, you know, very minorly prepared for that kind of statement, you really get to feel yeah. the the genuineness of it. Um all right. Well, uh, speaking of positivity here, folks, uh, uh, every time we have a Charger player up for some type of fan nomination, they win. It's a W. There's just, there's no question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a W. It's Not just even an automatic anymore. W, folks. Uh, put, put the goat on there as one of his, the running mates doesn't right. matter. Right. Who had, who matter. technically had more passing yards and more throwing touchdowns <laughs> more touchdown, than him. Yeah. And Will Dog, can you tell us what the percentage was on this bad boy? Right. Uh, for those that don't know, we're talking about the FedEx play, Air Player of the Week. And uh, the percentages were between Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen uh, pulled up the rear with 10% of the votes. Tom Cute. Brady came in, just, just squeaked a little bit ahead of Josh with 12. And Justin <laughs> Herbert had 78% Landslide. of the votes. Oh my God, dude. For the Air Player of the Week. And I don't I mean, care how silly it is. I take a lot of pride that our fan base shows up and wins this thing every single well, week. Well, it, it's, it's a point of contention now because yeah. of the constant chatter of Chargers not having fans. And yeah. that it, it this proves that it is not the case. I mean, some people, you'll you'll get a few people that'll be like, well, I think Justin played a better game and I'm going to be non-biased about this and I'm going to vote for Justin Herbert. But really, 
This no. is more about the it's fans a fan vote, taking yeah. the time to vote for who they who. who and, I, I mean, I never and I sitting never, on their phone for an hour. Yeah, and yeah. Refresh, I guarantee but, you, people are doing that. I yes. never voted for one of these if a charger's not involved. You know, like no, no only the fans are the ones going on here voting for your guy. It's like right. So it's clear that the Charger fan base is just either much bigger or a lot more dedicated to supporting their players. Than either way, yeah. it's a it's it's a win it's for a win. and it's a win win <laughs> yeah, for us. Win. Yeah, and it's it's just yeah, we can we can you guys get us the W's and you take care of it on the field. We will take care of it we on the take internet. Take care of the online guys. polls. Yeah, we exactly. got you. Right. As we've talked about before, there's not a lot that we can do to help win games, but we can do a lot to let these players know that we appreciate them and love them. And uh, Justin Herbert, we appreciate and love you. We do. Um, Looking over at Twitter at the uh, NFL on Fox, uh, put up this tasty little morsel of a graphic. Uh, There are only two QBs ranked in the top five that have uh, that are ranked top five in completions passing yards and passing TDs. Only two. One of them is Tom Brady, understandably so. But the other is, of course, Justin Herbert. Baby goat. Goat and baby goat. Baby goat. Um, Billy goat. Yeah, boy. (laughs) This, that, that it brings back like the talk about what this sophomore season could have been. It was really questionable not knowing what to expect. We he went from having the Anthony Lynn coaching setup to getting an entirely new staff. And is that is it a flash in the pan first season? Is this, is it going to continue? Is he really all that it is? God dang it. It that really seems like it's all that you know, he is, man. You know what else this graphic shows though? Is how old is Tom Effin Brady? God, he's old. Like this <laughs> it, this could show like Justin Herbert at 23 or however old he is. And then mm-hmm. 20 years later, he could still be putting up this kind of numbers. You know what I mean? Like <sighs> there's a 20 year age gap there. Right. And there's guys that have, I mean, obviously somebody's one of a kind and yeah, you can yeah. only hope that Justin Herbert reaches the heights that he has. But yes, but it is like a weird graphic of this young, like up and coming star who's now solidified himself in the NFL. It's one of the greatest of all the time. torch kind of feeling. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what the graphic, when you look at this tweet, it's what right. it feels like. It, it really does because, oh God, it's so good. Um, all right, let's look at what else has been going on around Twitter. Uh, Fernando Ramirez tweeted out, Baltimore Ravens uh, defensive coordinator Don Martindale on Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. He's one of those guys who could throw a strawberry through a battleship. All right, so what What on <laughs> earth does that mean? <laughs> I've never heard anything never like heard this. That. I mean, <laughs> sounds like I a compliment, though. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> he's so strong. So hard. He can he, throw this soft fruit strength through, through an armored battleship, basically. <laughs> it was so Got odd it. that like I knew it was a compliment, but I needed to take a second to be like, what the fuck is he saying? I, I, yeah, that's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. That's a right. compliment, though. I'll take that all day right. long. And I know if you've been on Reddit, there's a lot of people that have already made graphics about which this. Is, which are really quite funny. Pretty fantastic. <laughs> like These are the kind of quotes that make like graphic designers and Photoshop, you know, yes. people like doing that. This makes their day. So Big keep time. it up, Martindale. We'll, we'll take a all your strawberry quotes. Strawberry through a battleship. Just incredible power. Just yeah. bizarre. 
There's a lot of bizarre. there's a lot of really soft things and there's a lot of really hard things. It's just a weird combo. <laughs> he might have just had strawberries for breakfast, and it was just the first thing he thought of. And he and, played battleship, and he played battleship with his kids, and uh, <laughs> yeah, strawberry through a battleship. Yeah, <laughs> I love lamp. I love, I love lamp. lamp. <laughs> yeah, pretty much how it went. All right, folks, and now it's time to talk about our sponsor, Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams without the high fees and high losses of gambling. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com. That's S-I-M-B-U-L-L, symbol.com, to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code CHARGERCHAT, all one word, to make your deposit totally risk-free. Even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit in the first 90 days. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Kevin, how guys, are we doing? We're looking good, guys. So here's the deal. <laughs> all this love from, from ESPN, from NFL Network, from all the pundits all over, they're loving our team. Guess what it's done to our stock price? Really? It's gone up. up. And up. Yeah, it that went has up. an effect it, it went on up. it. Even yes, since, it does. Hey. Even since Sunday, it's gone up. Yeah, because people want to buy it more. People want to buy the Charger ah, stock. So you can sell it for more. So now it's just like, since we bought it, it's gone up like 50 cents, 75 cents. Interesting. And that's a lot. So we're, we're just going to ride this to the Super Bowl, right? We're just going <laughs> right. to ride. I'm, I'm loving we'll this keep so much. We're reinvesting, buying so, more stocks. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if you guys want to come join us, I, you know, I'm having fun so far. This has been really good. So, uh, with, and it's also, I'm looking at, you know, we started doing this. We haven't lost yet. So, Symbol, thank you. The, yes, uh, thank it's, you. It's, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, put, I'm putting two and two together, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love it. Go check it out, folks. Symbol.com. All right, folks. Well, apparently there have been a few roster moves, and I don't know how much we need to read into some of these roster moves, but apparently... Uh, we've signed tackle Foster Sorrell. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorrell, Sorrell, and uh, defensive lineman Andrew Brown to our practice squad and released uh, linebacker Nate Hall from our practice squad. Now, Nate Hall, we had him in practice or the pregames, right? I, I, think, he, I think he got uh, one of the, I want to say he got one of the interceptions in one of the preseason games. Yeah, I don't remember specifically on Nate Hall, but I no. I did I I did go and look at this. Oh, I'm thinking come on Hall. Yeah, I don't there think was that was two halls. Nate. Yeah, yeah, bad, yeah. Guys. We we um, had just signed Nate Hall earlier this week to our practice yeah, squad. It was on and then off. Yeah. Um but I went and looked at this Foster Sorrell. We'll call him Sorrell. Can we sure. agree on that? We'll call him that until, uh, until, until proven otherwise. Sarah, uh, whatever you like, I'm going to do the opposite. So I'm going to go with. Sarah. <laughs> I like them both, douche. Um, so is... let's go, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. So I, it was interesting because he was touted to be like a, a you know first round offensive lineman, yeah, but his like senior year, yeah, wow. his senior year, he just had some injuries and just had a really bad season, and then he just totally toppled. Oh, wow. So they're saying his, you know, he's a project for sure. But, you know, he could, who knows? Like, at this point, we're, we're talking about tackles, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about Trey Pipkins. We're talking about Foster Sorrell. Or whoever we're talking about, like, these are all projects. So mm -hmm. bring in another project and give, an, you know, Pipkins a run for his money on the projects. 
Well, at least it's a project that Staley wants, or at least mm-hmm. the, the the team wants. They know what they're getting with this guy, or at least have an idea. Um, do you know what his injury was or what, what happened? It was like him? a lower body. He had some lower body injuries. I think it was like knee, something like okay. that. So interesting. Um, but he's he's back and, you know, he says when, you know, he, there's a cool article we put up on Twitter where he, you know, he was talking about how he was surprised that he fell and it was just a bad year. Hmm. And he thinks that, you know, when he comes back, he can be really special. So come on, be really special. Come back, Dude. get 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 healthy. We'll see what happens, man. I, I like know. it. I like I the hope, idea. I hope you never get an opportunity. Foster. That would be good. I'm sorry. Well, but, if yeah, he does, I, <laughs> I, he could. This could be the guy that like comes shining. That like, I mean, if, if he's a tackle, I'm assuming we would probably put him at that right tackle situation. In which case, like, I mean, Balaga has been I think, concerning yeah. lately. I think that I think the practice squad signs are the like pra- practice squad signings are like just an indication of the rest of the roster, right? Hmm. I think when everyone when we signed Nate Hall to the practice squad, everyone was scared because they're like, "Oh, what does that mean about Drew? Is Drew mm-hmm. Tranquil's injury really bad? Right. Is he going to be out a long time?" And then when you sign a tackle um, a day after we all find out about Brian Balaga's second surgery right, here yeah. this season, that's yeah. like a, hey, like, I don't know if we're going to get Balaga back this year. So I think it's the individual themselves. There's a reason they're a practice squad player. There's a reason they were a free agent. I think I, I'm excited. I, I read some of the stuff too, Kev. Like, it's crazy the way that this guy was being touted out of high school. He yeah. was like a four-star guy. And he went to Stanford, played there all four years. Um, but it, it, the guy's got talent, obviously. But there was something that all 32 teams saw to the point where no one drafted him. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that's not to say he can't make a big career. But I think the, the practice squad signings, I think for us as a fan base, kind of gives us a glimpse into what our coaches um, and the GM is worried about on our current roster. So the dropping of, of Nate Hall, I think, leans to Drew if he is hurt, being a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the signing of uh, a tackle um, and a D lineman is maybe Justin Jones is more banged up than we thought. And um, Balaga, I don't know if we're going to see him back. Absolutely. I, I think I think you, you hit it right on the head there. Because um, looking over at the injury report as it stands right now, uh, we've got Nasir Adderley, who was limited on Wednesday but didn't practice on Thursday with a hip injury. Uh, Justin Jackson has been getting uh, limited snaps in Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Drew Tranquil has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday, and neither has Mike Williams uh, not practiced Wednesday or Thursday. So that, that was surprising. I didn't expect to see Mike two days in a row not participating. Hopefully, he gets a practice in right. today. I I I don't recall where I read it. I want to say it was either a Reddit comment or a Twitter comment, but somebody made mention that Mike Williams got hurt during the game, went out for a bit, but then came back in and made a touchdown or something like that. So I have a feeling, at least with Mike Williams, that this is just it's a rest, rest thing. just yeah, rest, rest. just don't don't stress it, don't worry about it. I mean, because the guy's just been playing out of his mind this season. Sure. Drew Tranquil, though, that's the one that like we don't know what his injury is, yeah. so it's hard to tell. Is this rest or is this legit? Like he's not practicing because he's hurt. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think Drew's hurt. I think he's. That's why I, I think if too, I had man. to, if I had to bet, I'd say he's not going to play Sunday. Um, even Craig posted on his like responded to retweeted one of Drew's tweets on Monday about like he posted like this inspirational quote of scripture right, about yeah. like, hey, like it's okay when you're tested, you'll get stronger through it. That kind of vibe. And it didn't, that's not reassuring that things are going to be better by Sunday. And coach, right. coach coming out um, and like talking about getting a second opinion on, on his injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
man, it, it does, I don't I just don't think Drew's gonna play now. That's obviously not great for our uh, run defense, but um, yeah, that's the one to me to watch on this on this injury report for sure. Yeah, time for if that's the case, Neiman. Time to step up, big guy. Let's rock and roll. Right, there's time for Neiman and uh, or does and Derwin Rump. James become a linebacker this week? <laughs> he just does everything. I mean, maybe he does everything for. I'd be a curious reason. to see what he. I'm curious to see how Staley schemes if right. uh, if uh, he's not if Tranquil's not available. Either way, I trust him to uh, to make the right decision and to make the right scheme. Figure it um, out. Yeah, figure it out. Because yeah, as Kyle mentioned, Fernando Ramirez tweeted out. Uh, Brandon Staley says uh, Drew Tranquil. Uh, whatever the injury is, it's nothing long term. It is a pec injury. Uh, nothing long term, but we are getting a second opinion. So, might not make it Sunday. Thank God we've got a bye week just around the corner, so we might get both him and Kenneth Murray yeah. back at the same time. Halloween. We'll find out. Um, and then Daniel Popper. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, Brian Balaga underwent a core muscle surgery yesterday. Uh, he will remain on IR, and his return is still to be determined. I'm not so, a doctor, but what is a core muscle surgery? Doesn't is that like sound a, good. No, I, that doesn't sound good at all. It's not no. like a hernia. It's like something more serious. I don't even know. What How that did means. he get hurt if he's just rehabbing? <laughs> you know, like, my, it's it's all, my guess is it's all connected. He hurt his back yeah. and then that happened. Like you're right. compensating yeah. and then something else happened. So, you know, they said that they're anticipating him coming back. They They are. They're still optimistic. But at that point in the season, you know, somebody that's been hurt all season and hasn't gotten any reps, like what is the, how good can he be at that point is my right. kind of question. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, we'll let them make those decisions and, you know, we'll, we'll support and trust whatever they decide. Um, Brandon Staley at least said that they are anticipating Balaga to return this season based on the information they got from the surgeons. So at, at the very least, it'll be depth. At that position, you know, somebody and, you know, maybe this uh, Sorrell, Sorrell. Well, I don't think he's, well, here's the thing with Vlaga. I don't think he's going (laughs) to rush back to be a backup. I think if he's not going to be able to play this year and start, he's going to shut him. They're going to shut him down. They're not going to rush him back to be semi-service. Well, how much longer does he have on his contract? Uh, Is it this, it was at the end of this year or does he have one more year after this? I got, Uh, he sent a three year, he sent a three year deal with us. Yeah, he's got more. One more one year, more, so okay. they're not going to rush him back to just sit on the bench and back up Storm Norton. If he's sure. able to go, he's going to go. If he's not, they'll they'll put him on ice for next year. So it's. I think we just in our minds we should prepare for no Bulaga this season. I think that'd be easier for everyone. And if he shows up and he gets back in Bulaga form, that's great. Yeah, right. There you go. I like it. Shamelessly positive, Kevin. I like it. Yes. Um. All right. Well, as everybody knows, our next opponent. Is uh is a formidable one. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they uh started off the season playing against the Raiders and shockingly lost. Uh, let's see, Lamar Jackson, two hundred thirty five yards, one touchdown. Uh, but he was rushing eighty six. So he's yards. so here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you go and we're gonna go through all these. I think the thing that's important to understand with with Baltimore and their running attack. They lost two guys in their backfield before right. the season yeah. started. Before the season started, so the leading rusher on this team is Lamar Jackson. Right. right. So that, by that fa- is like by a lot, by a lot. Like not he even, is not even close. It, there's. I think there was one game where he wasn't the leading rusher, and it was Latavius Murray had 59 yards and he had 28, and it's when they were blowing out the Denver Broncos. Hmm. Every other week, he's been the leading rusher. Wow. So 
this team is the Lamar Jackson show. It is. So I know that's what coach is going to be looking at. So, you know, like going through some of these, they beat, they lost to the Raiders week one, week two, they barely, barely beat the Chiefs 36-35. The third week, which was kind of crazy to me, very close game with the Detroit Lions. They mm-hmm. won 1917, and the Lions haven't been putting up a lot of numbers. So that's right. an odd one. Maybe that's an outlier. Then they beat up on the Broncos 23-7. And then they beat they came back fourth quarter and beat the Indianapolis Colts 31-25. So right. this hasn't been the most dominant team. They just have one guy that is going off. Mm-hmm. That is basically what this team is, in my opinion. Well, which is also interesting. Anybody that has seen the injury report for the Baltimore Ravens saw that uh, Lamar Jackson didn't practice uh, due to an illness. So whatever that illness might be, could put a damper on uh, old Lamar Jackson and uh, slow Montezuma's down a little bit. revenge. There you go. <laughs> We've seen it before, folks. From yeah. Indianapolis. You got to lay off that Mexican food, bro. Montezuma's revenge. Love it. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game for sure. And Lamar Jackson is, yeah, it seems to be the really the shining spot of that team. And if uh, Staley can figure out a way to contain him, then we, we could be up for a pretty good game. I think that's how you, you have to do it. Like, right. I don't, like, how do you contain him, though? Like, you... That's the thing. It's it's easier said than done. Everyone knew going going into this season. The Just contain them. Yeah. What's so hard about <laughs> yeah. it? The, Everybody the, can do it. The Ravens are the Lamar Jackson show, <laughs> right. and that's what it's been. You know, like if you want to if you want to back off and take away the pass, he will himself run all over you. Right. If you try to come up and press him, he could he threw last week for four hundred and something yards against the Colts. Wow, so, so it's really like my, the guy wow, can do everything. Damn. Looking at our looking at our team though, and what we've given up, I would much rather him have to run on us and us get a chance to hit him all the time. Mm-hmm. I would much rather that than him being able to drop back and just throw comfortably from the pocket. So force him to run so we can get shots on him and wear him down. That's what, you know, I'm not a coach, but that's how I would like to see them approach it. We'll find out if uh, Staley feels the same way. Uh, but folks, also don't forget to go on over to chargerchat.com. We've got a member section on our page. A lot of you have already joined, so please feel free to head over there and sign up. And uh, we've also got some goodies on our shop. Uh, when you pick something up, it really helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. So go check out chargerchat.com. All right, folks. Well, now it's time for our next segment. It's Bolt Insight. And I think we've got a pretty special one lined up today. Let's find out who we got. It's different. It's fun. I like different. I like fun. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. The goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super pumped to have Brian and Donnie. What is going on, guys? Hey, how's it going? We're honored to be here. Nothing much. How are you guys doing? Pumped to have you guys. And we'll get to why specifically we brought you on in, in a few minutes. But we want to, before we do anything, we always want to find out how'd you guys become Charger fans? So we'll start with you, Brian. How'd you become a Charger fan? Well, it, it's kind of an interesting story. I'm going to date myself here, but when I was a kid, I can remember watching AFL games on TV and I was just got addicted because it was, it was fantastic action. It was, uh, you know, full blown offense and, and, uh, you know, they got into shooting matches like we saw yesterday and, and, uh, it, it was just very entertaining football. I didn't really develop a, a favorite team at that time, but Lance Allworth was my 
favorite athlete because when I played football, I was a receiver and and he always had great hands and decent speed like that. Awesome. And so, so he always stuck in my mind. And for most of my adult life, I got involved in hockey. And for about a couple decades, I was working with a, a major junior team in Ontario. So my winners, falls and winners were all full. And when that came to an end in uh, 2017, spring of 2017, I, uh, needed a new way to pass the falls and winters. So, uh, I, I read, uh, I, I came across the fact that the chargers were moving back to Los Angeles and, you know, that, that was huge to me because my favorite baseball team for all my life, has been the angels. And I thought, okay, okay, I could have my two favorite pro sports teams in the same city. So, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a, I guess you could call me a Brian come lately. So I, I, this is my, my fifth year of being a, uh, a, a diehard fan, but it's as if I, you know, been around forever. That's awesome, man. We're, we're, thank God for coming. We appreciate you. All these new fans coming in. It's so important to this fan base. So let's Donnie hit, let's throw it to you, man. How'd you become a charger fan? So for me, like growing up in Florida, we don't really have like any of those cities where like we are born into like some sort of fandom. So I always grew up, everybody else had different favorite teams that weren't the Bucks. So for me, when I started getting into football, some of the first games I started watching were some of the Chargers with LT. So then that starts kind of, you start falling in love with the players and I start playing the Madden video games and the ESPN video games, keep playing with the Chargers. Then you see the powder blue uniforms and you can't really help but to fall in love with the whole team. Absolutely. So that's kind of how it all started and it's just been a thing ever since. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's so interesting because like most of the time, like a lot of people say Madden really brought them to the team and the colors. So it's just so awesome to meet everyone and found out how they came to the team. So we're pumped to have you, man. So let's, uh, before we get into what you guys did for our community, let's talk a little bit about this recent game against the Browns. What a roller coaster. What a crazy high flying, like you were talking about, like an AFL type game. Like what were your impressions coming off of that? Uh, Brian. You know what? That's that, Kevin. That's exactly what it reminded me of. It it instantly threw me back into the into the late sixties and middle and late sixties of those shoot 'em out games where you know no lead was safe and and uh, basically it was whoever ended up with the most on the scoreboard was the winner and and it it, it really did transport me back to to that time kind of in my mind and oh yeah like you said a roller coaster of emotions and and it's it's just very nice to be coming out on the upside of these uh close ones for a change yeah well our coaching staff the the for lack of a better word, the balls on Staley to, you know, go for these fourth downs to do this stuff that isn't normal Charger football. We are always very conservative. It is such a breath of fresh air to see just a let's go. Let's go punch him in the mouth. Like, let's go win this game. So, like, what what was your impression, Donnie, after ro- riding that roller coaster? It was nice to finally see the team back into a point where you can kind of feel like we're in contention again. Like, not just for the division, but to go a little bit further in the playoffs and that quick win a wild card round, then all of a sudden you get shellacked into the second round by the Patriots or something. And, like, whenever you become a fan in, like, 04, you see that quick rise. And then since then, it's just been a roller coaster. Pretty much every year you have a high year, then two years where you feel like the team can't do anything right. 
So it's nice to finally see those games where even you miss the extra point at the end and somehow they still find a way to win it. It's it's crazy, man. And Herbert, it, you can't say enough good things about the kid and what he's able to do and the calm coolness of him. You know, like what were your impressions of him so far, you know, after having his rookie of the year season? And now we have him not having a sophomore slump, but he's getting even better. What was your thoughts on that, Brian? Just it's a marvel to watch. I mean, players like him come along, you know, maybe once, twice in a life, in a person's lifetime. And it's just amazing to see his development. And, and, you know, the, the thing is, I don't think any of us really realize we, we probably haven't even seen his ceiling yet. Yeah. And it's going to be really, truly a blessing to to sit back and, and watch what his career is going to be like over the next 10, 15 years. Absolutely. Do you want to add anything to that, Donnie? Yeah, it, it really just the kind of way everything happened. Like he was like this underrated prospect after being like uh, a top ranked draft pick like a couple years before. Then he gets hurt, ends up falling to us just into our laps because everybody else had other projections on him. And then to see everything that he's become and hear the stories about him as a kid wanting to be a charger, then we've been his favorite team his whole life. And you come to hearing his teammates talk about how he is around the locker room and the calm presence that he has and how he's just got this aura about him that you know he's like something special. And to be able to watch all that come to fruition is it's really nice to watch. Yeah, and he's bringing new fans. And, you know, this is a good segue. New fans, they need jerseys. So what you guys did for us, which is fantastic, is you put together a PDF of like, okay, what jersey do you want? Because when I when I got, you know, the new jerseys came out, I was like, okay, I have no idea which one is which, what the quality is, what it is. So, like, what what was your guys' thought process on, on coming up with, like, uh, a document that people could be like, okay, that's the jersey I want. It's I'm not guessing. There's no guesswork here. Again, I'm going to be dating myself, but I don't know if you can remember back to when you had a choice of buying a jersey. You either bought the authentic or you bought what was called a replica. Yeah. And there was a significant difference in price. But, you know, somewhere along the line, Nike figured out, well, we can sell a lot of jerseys if we make a lot of styles. And unfortunately... Um, there isn't a lot out there that can guide people. And when, when Donnie and I first got together, we we found out that among, uh, football and, and receivers, and we had a lot of commonality pretty much across the board. We also are, are what we self call uniform geeks. And, uh, we, when we started talking about uniforms and talking about the different styles, it just kind of came to us, you know, Hey, there's nothing really out there that tells people what they should buy. And there's, there's a need for that. I mean, there's, we found, uh, there's a couple guys that do videos out there, have videos out there that they showed a couple of different styles of the jerseys, but they're different teams. And if somebody buying a Chargers jersey, that's not really that useful. Sure. So we came up with the idea that let's see what we can do as far as putting together something that might be able to help people out when they're willing to 
you know, fork over some some hard earned dollars on a, on a nice New Jersey. And they're just not sure which one to get, like you said you were. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, I I'm always in the mindset that that one day I'm going to run into Justin Herbert and I'm going to have that crazy expensive jersey and he's going to sign it for me. Like I lucked out with Philip Rivers. He signed my field jersey and it's hanging up in my office, as you can see right there. That's the one right there. So it's it's such a big deal. And what were some of the things you found in terms of like the misconceptions or some of the confusion that kind of came along with with the jerseys? Anything that came to mind, Donnie? Yeah, so like the uh, the game jerseys. So in the descriptions, it says like they fit almost true to size. So then whenever you actually start measuring them and you wear them, you figure out that the game jerseys are actually the biggest of all the different styles. Like they fit the baggiest. They fit the most loose. So those ones are the ones like if, if you like that looser fit, you don't like to feel any sort of constriction, like those are better to get. And it's something that they don't really tell you in any, in any of the descriptions. So it was each style has such a unique fit to it that it was really good to like really dive into all the small details on it. Awesome. So like for for a fan that doesn't have like can't spend three hundred and fifty dollars on the field jersey, what jerseys um, the style would you would you recommend, Brian? Well, it, it, it really depends on on what they are looking for um, the jersey to do for them. If they like Donnie was saying, if they want that that little bag your fit, and they're not that particular of having uh, the sewn on look of the numbers and and the name, um, you know the the game jersey is probably the most realistically viable option price point wise. Um, a lot of fans like that, uh, you know, want to want to get close to that real look without having to fork over the the big bucks for the on field. Um, model and in which case the the vapor limited would be the way to go and you know we we were talking about the game jersey and and that's a a real pick point to me because going back to when we had the two types of jerseys you bought the authentic or the replica what did we call that authentic jersey a game jersey right yeah everybody everybody wanted that that game jersey because it was what the players wore on the field so just a horrible name for for a you know, replica Jersey. Totally. Well, and we're going to post your PDF so everyone can see it, but it is such a great guide to what, you know, what yours you should get, what you should be looking at. Cause there's a lot, I'm guaranteeing you, we were just talking to um, Adam who was at the game. He's like, those Mike Williams jerseys were flying off the shelves. So people are, people are buying, man, the fans are coming. So this is uh, what you guys did was extremely helpful and what we can't wait to share it with everybody. That's what we wanted to do. We were hoping we we originally did it with the idea of if it just helped one person in their buying decision, we were ahead of the game. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you doing that. And then let's go out of go out of here on this one. We have another big opponent coming up, the Baltimore Ravens this coming Sunday. What are your thoughts or what do we need to do to get this this victory? We'll start with you, Brian. Well, I think uh, you know, I, I go back to the the problem that uh, we had with them in 2018. And, and we had to, you know, we had a lot of injuries and we had to, to kind of um, make up for not having good, good linebackers and, and playing all those DBs to try to contain the run. I, you know, that seems to be a common thread this season is we're, we're going to have to try to limit how much they damage they can do to us on, on the ground. We're going to have to try to limit, um, their mobile quarterback 
because yeah. um, he can do he, he he's essentially another running back for you. So I, I think that's going to be a key. That's going to be one of the real keys of the game is is how our defense can can limit the yardage on that they get on the ground. Awesome. What about you, Donnie? What are your thoughts? I'm excited to see kind of how Staley game plans against like a, having to face like a lot more read option type plays and really how he's going to put everybody in a position where they can actually make the play on the ball. And like, I think we saw kind of earlier in the season, like our linebacking group where they were making plays. Some of those little run assignments were missed some, not so much by tranquil or, or white. So hopefully we see, some really athletic linebacker play to help shut down that read option. Total, can't agree with you more. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, we really appreciate your time and coming on and chatting, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get get that PDF to everyone. And, and start with you, Brian. And where can people find you on uh, on Twitter and social media? Um, I'm at OHL Champion two zero one four. Awesome. And what about you, Donnie? I'm at the Sunshine Bolt. All right, man. Well, it was an absolute pleasure having you guys. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, let's go. Uh, let's go get another W. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Take it easy. You too. Thanks a lot. Well, dadgummit, I wish I had that PDF earlier on this season because, uh, yeah, it, we, you look at all the different styles and you see the difference in price point, and you're just like, yeah. you just assume the higher the price, the better. That's what I did. I was they like, look, what's the most expensive they look the same. one? Like, what, that what's one. the difference? Like, what's yeah. the ma- big major difference? And I, I bought the cheapest one, and I found out what the difference was pretty quickly. But I think that's awesome that you guys are actually taking the time yeah. to go through in a very, in very Strict detail. detail. Yeah. Like that's yeah, well, and like, really they're cool. Just, they're fans that wanted to help out other fans. That's why I love right. about this community, guys. Like this was what's crazy about Charger fans right now. They just took it upon themselves to do this just to help out right. just at least one person. It's there awesome. you go. So cool. Yeah, dude, Brian, Donnie, that's uh that's really special what you guys are doing. And yeah, like Kevin said, we'll get that PDF out. Toot sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we've spent so much time so together. Cute. Yeah, we're <laughs> precious. Um <laughs> All right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to our next segment. It's Coach's Classroom. classes in session. Sit down back there. Today, we reach into the bag of questions. That's why he had to say I have a serious question. I'm hoping it's just a real clear ass whooping that everyone knows what happened. All right, folks. That's right. It's time for Coach's Classroom. And Kyle was very proactive and actually put out a tweet looking for questions from you guys, very specifically on our uh, game against the Baltimore Ravens. And Kyle chose the question from Steve Hassler. Certified fresh. Who has the question? <laughs> RPO, dangerous. Load the box, throws it. Play zone, handoff. Bite hard on inside run. Lamar keeps it. What do we do? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Boy, there's uh, I, 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 what do we do, coach? What do we do? <laughs> what do we, we do? fix this? I don't know. It, it is a crazy, I think it, it's just like such a weird offense. Um, it, it's just when I, when I coached high school, um, we went into the flex bone offense. It's basically what, um, Navy yeah. runs, um, <laughs> 
He's flexible. <laughs> yeah, He's flexible. <laughs> you naughty boy. Um, but it's. <laughs> I didn't even think that. How did I miss that opportunity? Good job, old dog. It, it's such a different offense than what you see every week because it's it's like what people quote unquote call the triple option, where mm. um, the quarterback can hand it off, keep it, or pitch it. Um, and it's just such a weird offense that you don't see it every week. You get used to seeing spread teams. You get used to seeing, even if you see the Browns, you see those heavy running teams, but the Ravens are so different than what you see week to week that it's hard to, to train your eyes and change what you do. Um, so it, it is, it is a weird task to take on. And I think that's why in 2018, when we saw them in a regular season, they took it to us a little bit, but then we saw them again, three weeks later. And we had had a chance to get used to it, train your eyes on what you're looking at and what you're trying to do. And then we had a lot more success the second time around. Um, now, hopefully we don't have that. We don't need that. And we can just play well this week. Um, but it it does pose a difficult question, right? I looked through a lot. There was a lot of responses. So thank you guys for reaching, uh, replying to my tweet. Um, but a lo- most of it was, what are we going to do on defense? We have a, we've, we've proven that we don't have a great run rush defense. Um, and this team does it better than most people in the NFL. Unfortunately, we got back-to-back great rushing teams here early in the season. So what do you do? Uh, I wanted to look at the Lions tape because the Lions were the most successful at keeping them to the least amount of points. Hmm. Uh, if you guys remember correctly, they won this game on a Justin Tucker NFL record-breaking last-second field goal. So this was definitely a close game, and the Lions did a lot of good things to contain Lamar Jackson. And and I think that's good to know as well. Going into this game, we're looking to contain Lamar. He's gonna get he's gonna make some plays. There's no way around it. He's the guy that everything on this offense runs through. He's gonna have some plays. Don't start ripping your hair out in the first half when he starts making a couple plays. It's okay. We have to settle down. We have to get used to seeing a new offense that's different than what we what we see week to week. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of options, right? One of the tweets, one of the responses I kept getting was, do we go cover zero and put everyone in the box? Um, but like, like you guys know, Lamar's got an arm, like he's developed an ability right. to throw the ball for 440 yards against the Colts. Um, he, he will beat you. You can't just do that. You can't have one answer to beat Lamar. You have to continually switch things up, change it series to series and keep him guessing. Once he gets comfortable, and once he starts knowing the read that he's looking at on his read options, he can become extremely dangerous. Once he knows when he drops back what kind of pressures you're bringing, and he knows how to exit and step out, he gets really dangerous. So it almost becomes a series to series. You Even if you have a good first series, you have to come at him with something different in the second one to keep him on his toes, because it all runs through Lamar Jackson. Um, but I, I'm gonna. Look, I'm just gonna look at a couple of plays here, um, and, and look at. There's not one way to beat him. You can't just run man to man against them. I'll show you one play here that he. It, it, one of the downsides of running man, um, and how he's able to to beat that up. And I'll also share what I think the key to stopping the running game is for us as a defense. Um, and something that the Lions did really, really well. Um, before we get to that, one of my hopes. Um, especially just as a curveball, do it for a series, do it for a couple of plays, is the more I've thought about it since our our Tuesday episode, I love the idea of Joey Bosa down inside. Um, I mm. love the idea, this play here that I have lined up, This the, the Lions run a three-man front as well. They have these three down linemen. Um, then they have their two outside linebackers. So it, it, to me, I love the idea of switching it up and letting Fackrell and Uchenna be out here on the outside 
letting Bosa come down here into the three technique, whatever you want to call it, two, two technique, um, along with Linval and Tillery. That is a big, solid, athletic, strong front. Right, I think that Christian Covington, third down lineman, it, it, it becomes an issue here and there. Obviously, Tillery is not the best in the world, but you could switch, you could rotate those guys out, Covington and Tillery, keep them fresh, and bring Joey down in the box and let him just disrupt things. Um, that that keep an eye on it, see if it happens. That's what I would do as a coach to try to mix things up and give them a little bit different look. Um, but as we watch through this first play. To me, stopping this run is forcing the plays that are supposed to be inside runs outside. You want to, whatever they want to do, you want to make them do the opposite. So you want to clog up the inside and make these running backs bounce outside because our team, we have a very fast defense, right? When you mm. have three down linemen and eight athlete, athletes with four linebackers um, and four defensive backs, sometimes five defensive backs, you're fast. You're running around. Get to the outside. That's fine. We'll come run you down if that's the game plan. All right, so we're going to look here at this first play that I want to look at. It, 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 I think it perfectly shows the idea of they're trying to run these inside runs. We need to make them bounce outside. Um, you can go ahead and go to the clip now. It, it, I think um, right here you're going to see they're going to they're going to do their best to hand this ball off. He wants to cut up inside of these blocks. They force him to bounce outside, and that's where our pressure can come. You see Hollywood Brown out here. He has no desire to block anybody out on the edge. So you have safety here. This is that two-man shell that we're very comfortable with seeing. And this only works if we can make it bounce. If we can create some kind of a wall in here, force them to bounce outside and let our fast guys go down and rally to the ball, that's when we can be effective against the run. If we're going to let them just gash us up the middle all game long, it's just like we saw with the Browns. It gets really, really hard. If those three interior guys, if all they do is make at least make them bounce the ball then it allows our fast guys to run downhill and get to the line of scrimmage. You mean all know Derwin James can go from 12 to two like that, but you have to give that bounce so he can get that clear lane to get there. So I think a big game plan for this week is going to be forcing them to bounce the run to the outside. All right. So again, on this play, we're going to see they're going to, we're going to run the ball this way. There's just a wall here that these defensive linemen create that forces the bounce that allow these backers and corners to come and make a play on. It's just, it, it allows our athletes to get to the ball instead of depending on what we've come now to find is one of our weaker points of our interior defensive line. So as you watch, I'll take it back to the beginning again. The ball's going to get bounced to the outside, giving the safeties, giving the outside backers times to get to the play and be able to still make the play for a loss. Force that bounce, let those guys come up because a lot of the times they're not being blocked. I mean, who's who's blocking these guys on the outside? They're wide receivers, slot guys. They'll do their best to hold on, but they're not going to be able to hold on those blocks for long. So I think that the key to this game is our defensive linemen just not allowing big holes, clog that stuff up, make them bounce the ball outside um, and take our chances with our athletes in space. Okay, last play we'll look at here um, in prep. This is where Lamar can really beat you. Um, everyone wants to run man, run man, run man. One of the difficulties in man is what we're going to see here. It vacates complete and total zone. So this receiver is going to come run across the field. All these guys, you have one, two, three, all over here. They're all running routes up in here, whatever they're doing. And it allows this whole half of the field is wide open without a defender. So if Lamar Jackson can just break the pocket, if we're in man and they run some kind of over route and they have vacated that whole space, um, that is one of the reasons why man is really hard to run against these mobile quarterbacks. But 
That's a catch-22 because that's what you want to do. You want to force him to sit in the pocket, deliver perfect balls, and let us get pressure in his face. So it, it, it just this is just me being like, hey, guys, this is maybe why we don't run man on every single play. We're going to see it a lot, but maybe there's times where we switch it up to try to catch him. Um, the other thing that really hurts on this play is their pass rush is really, really bad. I don't know if somebody messed up um, and gave up a zone, but usually in a pass rush, these, these guys are, all have their own lane. So he's going to attack this outside shoulder. This guy will attack inside shoulder on this left side. He'll attack inside on the right, and he'll attack outside on the right. So you have these lanes that you're... Now you have a little bit of freedom, throw some spin moves, put on a pass rush move. Uh, but for the most part, you need to stay in these pass rush lanes. What happens is this defensive end does what I coach every single defensive end not to do. He runs up straight past the quarterback trying to go on a bull rush. This guy makes some kind of a stunt into the left side of the line. So it leaves this huge gap on the right side of their line that Lamar obviously is going to step up into. It's a real bad play for them because this guy's running across the field. There's nobody over here whatsoever. Again, in man, your eyes aren't even on the quarterback. In man-to-man, your eyes are on your receiver. So he could be running a go here, and he still wouldn't know if the quarterback was running. This is one of the one of the hard parts about running man. But a pass rush like this, you have to stay in your lane. And it's, us- it's usually why, against a Lamar Jackson, you're going to have a little bit less of a pass rush. Do you want him to beat you doing this, or do you want him to force this guy? I know he threw for a lot of yards last week, but do you want to force a guy to beat you sitting in the pocket? And that's what we did to Patrick Mahomes. In week, and when, when we beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, we forced him to sit in the pocket, get happy feet, and deliver perfect throws. And he couldn't do it consistently. I don't think Lamar Jackson can do it consistently. If you keep him in the pocket, make him stand there, and deliver good throws with five, six seconds to sit back there, I think we could create some turnovers. Um, and in the running game, force them to bounce the ball outside and let our speed go make plays. Uh, I think that's where we're going to have the most success this week against the Ravens. It's not going to be easy. I think it has to be multiple. It has to be different series to series. What they're going to do, if, just because you're successful one time doesn't mean it's going to keep happening. So expect to see a lot of different changes from series to series. Wow. That's uh, that's an exciting thought to to see that many different variations. Obviously, if there's a, a coach out there that is capable of making those decisions, I imagine Brandon Staley is that guy who is willing to make those adjustments uh, throughout the game. And uh, and yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a recipe for success. Uh, but we knew that this was going to be a difficult game, uh, just like right. the Cleveland Browns game was. These are two difficult games that we got to get through before we get to the bye. And uh, let's see if the Chargers can pull it off. Coach, thanks for shining a light and giving us a ray of hope on what we can possibly expect in this game. Uh, We'll find out on Sunday. Thanks, Kyle. All right, folks. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, The game is this Sunday. It's an earlier game uh, over in Baltimore. So everybody get your breakfast forks ready because it's going to be that kind of a game. Uh, Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? I'm just pumped to see Herbert again this week. As everyone knows, I'm a Herbert Stan. I love him more than anything. I'm excited <laughs> to see him come out after a week of everyone just loving on him. I want right. to see him come out and just do something like that again. Um, and then I want to see this defense just control the run and then just hit hit Lamar Jackson. Just when you get a chance to hit him, hit him. Yeah. Make him feel the runs. If he decides to run, make him feel that. 
Um, that's what I'm, I'm hoping our team does. And let's get another W. I want to do another instant reaction with you boys. Yeah, I think I'm I'm most excited to, to see us stop the run. You know, like, let's go. We know we have a great defensive coordinator. Um, he's going to make adjustments. I just, I'm tired of hearing that we're a great team. But if we can't stop the run, we're not going to have success in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of sick of that narrative. Like, it's it's week five. Like, we're going to have time to grow and get better. and. Um, but I, I would be, it would be really exciting to shut down the Ravens run attack, um, and have that notch be like, okay, what now? What, what, what do we, what yeah. do we critique what now? Else what, what, else, what, what else right. can we do for you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Serve it to him on a platter. Yeah. Coach. It's Let's like a, it. a dude, where's my car? And then, uh, and you can't then, stop the run. And then, then. <laughs> you can't blow out a team. And right. then, and then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what we do with uh with some of these injuries. Hopefully we see some of these guys come out to play. Hopefully these are just rest days. Uh but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who who steps up to the plate, uh who comes in to fill in whatever holes that we have. Um but we'll have to wait till game day to find that out. So folks, we'll see you guys on Sunday. And don't forget, hold on. I want to say something. Oh. Tuesday, make oh. sure you check in with us. Because we may be doing something special. Something special Tuesday, and it's not tacos. <laughs> Check in with us Tuesday, folks. We will have a special announcement. But until then, don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. K, love you, bye. K, love you, bye. K, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey kids, do you like Battleship? Well, check out the latest version, Strawberry Battleship. Can you take down your opponent's Battleship using only strawberries? Oh no, it's gangster Justin Herbert. And look at all the strawberries he has. We're doomed. Get Strawberry Battleship today to see if you got what it takes. Strawberry Battleship. What the heck were we thinking? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.